things we got wrong episode 25 oh my goodness i was gonna say 25 feeling live because on one of these episodes that we're gonna talk about is the origin of my rhyming i believe yeah like it's episode 54 and i was like back for more and then i was like that is where it started because that was the first one because you said adam's making me like say the numbers that's right uh this is adam's fault i should really be mad at him yeah it makes sense that he and i would somehow be you know, in cahoots. In cahoots. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are covering Brain Candy Podcast episodes 53 and 54 today. Would you agree or would you not agree that these were, to me at least, felt like sort of um, the beginning of like how we actually structure our show now? Yes, 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 yes. More I would flow. totally agree. I would totally agree. I thought you were going to say coincidentally happened to be things that about things that we have talked about on regular brand candy like this week is that true pizza oh, hut well, and well, the no, fire that's why i brought it up yeah oh. the pizza hut it was because i had just listened to prep oh. for this episode i was like no way but the yeah. fire thing not that that's or true am i always talking about no that? <laughs> no no your fire phobia was brought up in one of them and yes like we were this episode that. was titled sarah's ocd and i just started couples therapy and we did our second session and the couples therapist was like have you ever been diagnosed with ocd and i was like no and i forgot like, just that i Susie. even have symptoms like then she's like let me go through the symptoms i was like oh fuck and then like a bit back in here and i was like i think the other like adhd and other things have taken a front seat that these co co-existing comorbid or whatever comorbidities yeah. of my, i should know that you know uh uh of my own like mental are i'm i'm not even paying attention to and there's symptoms that are actively impacting my life it is funny that your ADHD made you forget that you had OCD. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Because oh when I said it to feels you, like classic Sarah. <laughs> in the episode when I said, are you like a counter, a checker, a cleaner? You go, oh, I don't, oh, what oh. do you mean? <laughs> All and then of when those I things. heard that, I was like, oh, fuck. I, I, I can also now see when that gets dialed up. When my, any of those three symptoms, yeah, the cleaning is about control. I mean, it's all about control. Right. But, and it's about what I need to do to relieve my own anxiety. Cause I was like, oh, you know what I do? I'm, I'm kind of like a picker and I'll bite my nail. Like it, that's the same. That's all the same shit. Like yeah. I, what well, I can't believe I was too close, Susie. I was too close to the problem. <laughs> I didn't have perspective. I, yeah. Now I'm like, oh shit. I maybe should like try some meds or something yeah. like it's tough though because ocd i mean there are some medications but they have a lot of side effects and oh, no i don't need to do that the main um treatment is exposure therapy i know so. she said that i was like ah, i mean i think the universal attraction should be evidence to the contrary <laughs> <laughs> after you shared the feelings that you have I'm, I'm out i'm out i'm out i'm <laughs> out but, I mean, you oh, definitely God, I were, 
or deep in it? Because you were real worried. What was it about your iron? It was so obvious that that when that I was not feeling safe in my relationship, like not feeling secure in Mm. uh, and getting what I needed in my relationship. And that was so obvious to me. Yeah, I felt really bad about it. I felt sad for that Sarah too when she talks about being lonely. I was like, you like you were really sad and you did not know how to tell people and you just like make a joke at it. Like come on the podcast or like, hi, I have anxiety today. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) I feel like maybe you didn't know though. It's not like you were hiding it as much as like you didn't even admit it to yourself maybe. Right. And how much of the checking like I, I can in looking back, I can really see I the ways I was looking to self-soothe through that yeah. and how the thoughts are where it all starts. I'm like live in my mind so much. Ugh. So do you think your OCD was like in remission for a while then after that? And then now it's yeah. popping up because your uh, health issues with like your endometriosis? <gasps> yeah, probably. Yeah, There's maybe. more things out of my control because it does feel like it's like linked to that. I'm doing a lot of like thinking like, I know if I get more information on this, somehow my anxiety about it will go away. No. And that's yeah. what the therapist said. The therapist was like, do you like to deep dive and like get all the information on a topic? Cause then if you know everything about it, then you won't like have to feel anxious about mm-hmm. it. And I was like, oh, you've just explained 800 episodes of a podcast. <laughs> yes. Right, it's actually right. how I've stayed in business. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You so, do make the best of it. Right. I just have been using, I've been flexing. I, it hasn't, hey. So that's been a fun ride for me this week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, awareness. Yeah. I mean, we all have our shit. Like we always say. We do. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Um, okay, so let's cover some of our things from these episodes. The first yeah. one is called She's Got Personality. I don't get yeah. that. I don't know what well, it's Well, it's when we that. did oh, all the personality yes, tests. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, that was the the reveal yes. about how um, I'm Dwight and you're Michael Scott and yes. the Dun... What are they called? Yes. Dunfees? Yes. Phil and Claire. And man, if that isn't accurate... Uh, yeah. Oh, fictional ones. Wait, you'll love this. What? <laughs> Dwight Schrute. <laughs> well, you're going to love who I just read was on mine. So, uh, read me some more of the fictional ones. This is great. You're going to laugh. <laughs> I this don't know the other Dwight ones. Dwight Schrute. Yeah, okay, I see that. that who else? <laughs> see that? You this is how that. cute this is, that you the printout. But it doesn't print. I can't see the ones behind Oh, there. Rob Stark from Game of Thrones? Cool. Oh, my God. I can read what's under there. What? Claire Dunphy from Modern Family. Oh, oh my God. 
Well, this is why that's funny because guess what I got is my fictional character, the Phil husband. Dunphy, her husband. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear, I swear, God's our witness. We we should take pictures and post this. You got your fictional characters, Claire Dunphy, and my fictional character is her husband, Phil Dunphy, who's the silly one. This is Okay. Also, I didn't even know. Okay, okay. I have to sit private. I did not know that there was a list of fictional characters, no, I so know, I had I know, no I reference for that. I did not know. I had no clue. I had not seen anything. I can and read I was that. Like, I think you're Claire Dunphy from Modern Family, and that's fucking printed on that one of six. Crazy. Are you kidding me? Of all the <laughs> fictional characters of all time, you get the one who I just say. This I'm is my obviously favorite. A my favorite podcast moment of all time, even including Bag of Dicks. <laughs> I can't. Why I love that clip so much and why that moment was so amazing, because it's very similar. We've had a few recently on Break Kitty where we do not plan this stuff. We, there yeah. is no way for us yeah, to, it just happens. And, and the, the level of like in sync, you know, synchronicity going on is so awesome. And you're, you're, Glee over it was also my favorite. Where you're like, no, no, no. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I, I am Phil Dunphy. <laughs> I've watched that show like, and they have clips on you know Instagram and stuff of like. There's one clip of him, uh, she, like one of the daughters is is reading to the mom like uh, symptoms of ADHD as Phil is doing every single one. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Like I am this man. What was Phil's job on that show? Real like, estate agent. Oh, okay. He had the gift of the gab. Yes. Okay, yeah. that works. Yeah. But That's I retook funny. the the personality test. You did not. I sure did. I went to the same website. I retook it. And man, it makes so much sense. You want to know who my celebrity uh, pair is now? Yeah. Fox Mulder. <laughs> That's funny. I know. You just I always referenced say, her. I want to believe him, but you know. Wait, oh, that's uh, Dana Scully David? is who you're thinking of. Yes. What is the girl's name? Uh, Scully. Okay. Right. So you're the guy, and he wants to believe, but he yes. doesn't. Or yes, he does. He does believe. Yes, and she's and a skeptic. So I got the. Uh, I retook it, and before I was like an Ian. F J, I don't know, whatever it was. And this type, uh, now I'm an INFP, which is a mediator. This is the sensitive type there. They say that mediators (laughs) are gentle souls bursting with idealistic energy, but are too easy for them to feel lost when their creative pursuits don't come to fruition and that they often make therapists or counselors get out of town. I, yeah. And let me tell you, I noticed, so I listened to the episode. It Mm -hmm. says, whatever they do, mediators want to feel that their work is helping others. It's not surprising that many of them choose careers that are focused on services such as counseling, psychology, teaching, healthcare, social work, massage therapy, or rehabilitation. Wow. And so I took the test right after I listened to our episode. Yeah. And I took it. I noticed something different about, you know, because we talked about the introversion and extroversion thing about yeah. it's almost been 10 years really. And that's like a, a, a lot of 10 years is, is 
you know, as I'd say like substantial self growth that we do in that, mm-hmm. in a, in a 10 year span, I look forward to the next 10 years. Um, <laughs> and I felt like the answers that I was giving before, especially on this more social side with the extroversion were how I felt others expected me to be mm-hmm. or how they perceived you. how they perceived mm-hmm. me how I should be Mm -hmm. based on who uh, outside people tell me I am. Yeah. And the answers I gave this time felt like what I really know about myself and want for me. And I kind of had this attitude of like, well, I don't give a fuck about that. You Mm -hmm. like, you know, and says like at a party, do you want to go up to somebody and socialize when I was married and when I had the role in that relationship of being like the, the first uh, lady. Yes. Yeah. It felt like I was supposed to do that. And I remember, I I couldn't remember answering these questions and they, and almost in a way taking pride in that role and, and being that, and now being like, no, I'm good. I don't want to talk to anybody. Right. You saw it as like the female ideal maybe or yeah, your ideal. Yeah, and it's so changed. And Mm -hmm. I think seeing how much it's changed gave me a little, like, in listening to the episode, you know, we talked about personality tests only giving a a guide and, you know, or I hope I talked a lot about that, that it's not like this firm, hard, fast, like, belief. Yeah, and you even acknowledged that they can... Um, change day to day. Yeah. How you're feeling one day is not how you'd answer another day. It's like a a snapshot of just this moment and a big, uh, uh, big evidence for why we shouldn't like hang our hat on the answers to like any results. Which some people do. I I see you Enneagram people or whatever. Same with the co-star fucking astrology stuff. Yes. That app that now has like kiosks at the grove and shit like where you could like put your birthday for like a dollar or whatever they'll give you your this is uh, yeah uh, hey it's you a know cosmo how... magazine quiz right. okay come yeah. on guys come on you know how um l ron hubbard the founder of scientology yes I one know. time said was like if you want to make a lot of money you should start a religion and then he did I want to do that right now. I'm going to be like, you know what? If we want to make a lot of money, like become an astrologer. And then like in 10 years, we're going to be doing it. Okay. Let's freaking do it. Because it is lucrative. People love to find out about themselves, even though they already know. And that is fun to do. I love it too. Totally do it. I say yes, but there are people who like run their lives or Use it as a way to get out of accountability for things. Oh, that's just me being a Pisces. Oh my God. I like, this is Gen Z, man. I'm telling you. I, I, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. Yeah. And just just shut up. I did. I felt like I didn't have as much of that. I don't care attitude with when I listened back. You were nicer because you were like, you weren't so cynical as you are now. We've I am cynical. Been through a lot culturally, yeah, and globally, yeah. <laughs> People are not the same. People are not the same. Yeah, 
The yeah. world is different now, but thankfully we can have a little bit of solace and restoration by using Dime Beauty skin and skincare. You can have some self care. Some right. yeah, you know how like when you're a mom, yeah. this is true, true, true. Adam always is like, well, you take a lot of baths. Well, it is the, <laughs> the bathroom is the sacred space. 100%. Did I, didn't I send you the book when, or show you the book f- five minutes piece about the elephant family and the mom elephant just wants to take a yes. bath. Yes. Yes. And they keep coming in and the, the kid's like, let yes. me play you this song. And she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Five right. minutes peace. And that is what my skincare routine represents too. It's like my time, I'm taking care of this pelt and (laughs) just trying to get things going and feeling good. And Dime Beauty is great because it's not the toxic garbage and it has just like the stuff you need, the serums, the potions and lotions. Okay, but here's the best part. They have this, the works system. So it's everything you need in one perfect powerful package so you don't have to like wonder what to what you need and what you don't need they have the cleanser the toner serums including the hyperglow which is great for daytime like brightening you up and they have the hyaluronic acid for moisture it's just like a complete routine you don't have to think about it you just do it and thank us later and it's such a great routine to get in it's Clean, high-end skincare that's affordable. It really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient so you can use their products with confidence. Love the skin you're in. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and use code WRONG to unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com code WRONG. It's really nice. Oh, I have free shipping on orders over 50 bucks and 100% satisfaction guarantee on every product. Anywho, yeah, yeah, we've been through a lot. I I don't mind cynicism though if it's like just the truth, right? It's yeah, I mean, not for no reason. It's because you're just like being more honest about and, life. And there's a little bit of like, I think this was in the next episode in the okay. the pizza the one where we were talking there about Pizza Hut and fifty four was Sarah's OCD, the death of Pizza Hut, and listener mail. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Where you talk about the study that that where kids do better if you just like go up and turn yeah. off the TV versus like five minutes. I was listening to that. And I'm like, wow, that you are speaking like somebody who thinks that every person is going to be have the energy to be the perfect parent all the time and do all this. I was like, nah, if I had kids now, I'd be like, boop, TV off, go to bed. The end. No, no discussion. We are. I was like, Sarah, wow. You were idealistic not, about parenting. Yes. Yeah. And then I like had a few friends with kids. like, nah, we're not doing that shit. We're, we're like, that would be nice. But you know what? That's what you, that's what they go to therapy for. That's what you taught. Like, that's like another day, another thing when it's bedtime. I'm not doing that. And then I assume like uh, how I am at like 7.30 p.m., please. I don't even want to talk to the I'm man saying. of my dreams. Yeah. Like Lincoln will go, do you want to be my bath buddy? Like if he's going to get his shower or whatever and he wants to talk the whole time. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess it's late. I'm so tired. But right. then I try to like force myself, whatever. But 
whenever I hear a parent, this happens a lot in public. Like let's say you're at Target uh-huh. and you hear a parent trying to do what you were describing. Like, oh, did you, how do you feel right. when you see that shirt? I cannot stand Me performative either. parenting. That is like, for everyone else. That is for come not on. the child. Right. How do it's, you move? Shut like, your trap, you weirdo. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed out in public. Get <laughs> so away funny. from me. Oh, God. It's, it's just a performance. That's all that is. Yeah. That makes me laugh so much. <sighs> um, I do not think I gave you enough credit for your hilarious OCD joke. Which oh my was God. I was cracking up about It is that. so funny. I'm like, I, I bet that would go over better today. Like, de- repost. Repost. <laughs> definitely. For, for Susie, I feel like I won't even do it justice. <laughs> right. Wasn't it? Okay, let me play the clip here. Well, my joke was, I find all of God's door closing and window opening to be a bit OCD. <laughs> See, that's funny-ish. That's great. But then people were like... This guy, I won't give his name, but he's like, you can read it on there. And he was not impressed. (laughs) Okay. So that's classic. And it is also very funny to me that the OCD people like find funny. They go seek out these quote unquote jokes and then chastise the tweeter. It's hilarious. I mean, they're very sensitive. That is so on brand. I mean, like (laughs) they don't know it though. They don't get it. They don't get that. That is, they, they don't see it. Right. The same way I didn't see it. So that is, then you said, uh, do you ever play what's the worst that could happen? And I was like, yeah. that has become actually, I, 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 I don't know if at the time I was like, what? No, I couldn't. That has become one of the most helpful tools and games. In fact, I was having a conversation with some friends and we were talking about how we want to go on a boat. We want to rent a boat, like charter a boat with a whole group of us to go sailing in like the Greek Isles or in like wherever around there. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we were like, Oh, we'll take a catamaran. And one of the women was like, I am too scared to do that. I do not. What what was supposed to be out on a boat? Like, what if it goes down? What if it sinks? It's like, okay, let's like play that game. Let's play worst case scenario. (laughs) What are the, what's, what's the likelihood of that actually happening? So Mm -hmm. I had her research, like, Death catamaran. by catamaran. <laughs> Everything that she found said catamarans are literally unsinkable. They cannot go down. You cannot. And there has been one to two catamaran incidences in like the past five years. And she's like, one to two. I was like, of all the boats on the planet. <laughs> what are, what is the- so funny to me that like, okay, let's play that game. And she looks up. She's like. Virtually unsinkable. Okay. Right. Fair. Fair. Then right. it's like we Catamaran, can't use that. Catamaran excuse. catastrophes are rare. Very rare. But I was but just that's laughing, why I but... don't like skiing, though. Because I'll tell you, it's not oh, rare. Oh, 100% and chance that is you're like going ACLs down. and Yeah, it's not injuries. if, but when. Oh, my God. Does that bother why... you? <sighs> well, you know, when you put it like that, I had the same attitude. So, you know, we were talking about on Brain Candy about this documentary called The River Runner. Yeah. about the uh the kayakers. kayaker and uh they were talking about like this one season where five of their friends died in that year and i looked at eli and i was like if five of my, if one of my friends goes down 
doing any sport. I'm not getting on that. I haven't been in a helicopter since the th- the crash that happened with one of the crew from the challenge. Yeah. I'm not going on like on my season. I'm not going in a helicopter ever again. These guys still continue to kayak after five of their BFFs. Come on now. Died in the same season? Oh, no. And so I can also see that feeling about skiing when everybody's going down right and left. <laughs> it's a scale. It's a scale. I get that. But yeah, because my I mean, outrage is probably. Yeah. Know, did Sonny Bono mean nothing to you? Right. There's so many accidents. So dangerous out there. I guess his was hitting a tree, though. Yeah. So maybe we should blame it on trees. That would also be a problem for you, though. <laughs> <laughs> you love those guys, too. Oh god! Well, so okay, funny. but just be careful out there. That's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> uh, torn ACL, no fun. That's right. what I know. Tor- one of the things that that stood out to me in the episode is we talked about feelings of like <laughs> isolation and depression and like sadness that and how that really ramps up around challenge time. Yeah, that is and so true. The more that I am exposed to or or um like even just have like a foot a fucking pinky toe in the challenge world i can feel my self-esteem go down i can feel my sense of like security and and conf like self-doubt like go down go up oh yeah uh, yeah Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, thank you. However, yeah. I'm supposed to say that. Mm-hmm. I I really noticed that, and even with clips that have been on the internet recently, or them reaching out to do to like ask me for availability and stuff, and like having to feels like you so often have to defend yourself to people you shouldn't have to defend yourself to, and about that, like normal stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that is hard. To, mm-hmm. That really like takes a toll on, well, it plants all those thoughts in your mind and the thoughts yeah. are not facts, but they make you feel like the thoughts are facts. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's so unrelatable. Like whenever we've tried to describe what it's like, right. it's either people don't understand what we mean or they don't want to believe it. Right. It's hard for that to both exist. It's hard for you to see like people having super fun good time and also know that this is happening Mm -hmm. yeah ophthalmologist dr strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness he works with a virtual reality training platform developed by fundamental vr and orbis international to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need the result more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And then, okay, wait, then, but I know I'm bouncing around all over the place here. No, it's fine. Pizza Hut was so funny. Your Pizza Hut, like, uh, the, 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 I was so the, disappointed. The shine has been taken off. There is no like like it is it is the broken toy 
in the play box that you were so excited to like play with and took out. My favorite <laughs> quote is when you say, it looks like a truck stop. Why are there no servers? Wait, I need a server. Because anyone who's been to a pizza hut in the last 20 years is like, <laughs> come again? Like, okay, Where listen. did you think the servers went? I explained this on Brain Candy, but the essence is that in my childhood, Red Lobster and Pizza Hut were very significant. Yes. And that was my um, whole dining out experience was those two restaurants, really. And... Pizza Hut really had a good run in the yes, 80s. Yes, it totally did. I am with you and and here for it. Yeah. And, and those they personal did pan have pizzas servers. were good. They, I was going to say they still are, and then I remembered they are not anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there is this question of like, did they change or did I change? But the truth is we both did. We grew apart because... <laughs> Pizza Hut doesn't have like you're saying. You go order from the counter like fat. Why is it fast food like Sabaro? I know. It what turned the hell that. were they thinking? Do you remember the salad bar? How great I that do. thing was. I so do. And they had fucking bomb ass ranch dressing. Yeah, and those cherry tomatoes. They were like yes. so big. Right. And iceberg crisp and crisp. croutons. <laughs> the crispiest, the, the the whitest of lettuces. <laughs> That's so true. It was great. And then I don't know what they now were I'm thinking. Now I'm going to have to have pizza after. I'm leaving this episode to go have pizza. I might even I go to Pizza Hut. I don't even give a fuck. Do you have one near you? I have no idea. Let's look. Do you remember when, <laughs> do you remember when what they had What if I came those? in with my book it thing? Okay. <laughs> what did you say? Do you remember when they had those? The iconic roofs. They still do. Do they? Yes. The ones that are In Denver, they definitely do. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe yes. they have servers then. Because well, I'm gonna have to go on a Pizza Hut. Yeah. Pizza Hut. And they had um, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Arcade games, and they had like the Hell thing on yeah. top to protect it from greasy fingers from the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny to me. It had that thing, you know, to protect it from greasy fingers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to see if this picture, oh no, not a signature red roof on this one. That's too bad. Yeah. What a shame. (gasps) What? See, that was architectural genius, those things. I really was like to make it look like I want to have a word with the CEO of Pizza Hut. Somebody gave it two stars. (laughs) Seems like this location does not have a lot of fans. I ordered That's a personal a pan pizza for National Pepperoni Pizza Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. That is a new segment I'd like to do. Reading the one-star reviews on fast food places. It's like, what, what were expect? you expecting? Thank yeah. you. Oh, hey, my gosh. Okay. In, I think it was episode, um, yeah, it must have been the 54, the listener mail one. We talked about how people. What? what I'm just laughing at the reviews. Somebody wrote in to be like, "There's a bite taken out of our pizza," and then the person says, "It could have been our delivery person. There was meat on the pizza, and she's a vegetarian." (laughs) That's great. (laughs) She's been ruled out. She has an alibi. I'm sorry. That's so funny. Oh God. Okay. In the listener mail segment. People were mad because they said we were fat phobic and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. one of the things we, I think it was you actually said mm-hmm. was, listen, if somebody is offended by something, then it's offensive. 
do you still feel that way? That that's the criterion for mm. whether something is offensive? I'm not so sure about that. That's not my criterion. Hmm. They're I know why like, we say that. Yeah, but. I do too. And it's almost like two different categories. They're two different things. Mm-hmm. That because it it's it's then putting the responsibility of the res, how somebody responds in the hands of the te- sayer. Mhm. And that is where so much of the work I do as a therapist is teaching people that other people's emotions are their own responsibility and nobody can make you feel any way mm-hmm. you, your own interpretation of it and reaction to it like causes those feelings. And if, and, and thank God for that, because mm-hmm. what that means is then we can control how we feel. So my feelings are not at the mercy of, right. Uh, I would be, that is no way to live. Yeah. And the the what we're learning about trigger warnings is that they have the opposite effect. And okay. those things so so maybe the the maybe in a way, I'm not saying we need exposure therapy for this. That's like not it, but I I think you have to learn how to process un, and tolerate uncomfortable feelings mm-hmm. and then again, look at those thoughts and are they thoughts or are they facts? Mm-hmm. And that's a person to person thing. So if somebody is offended, does it mean it was offensive? Yes. To that person. Yeah. But does it mean it's offensive as a whole to everybody? Mm-hmm. No. Right. And that's not, that's not even a thing. Right. And sometimes the things that you'd think would be offensive, like I am a, am a survivor of sexual abuse and I find sexual assault jokes to be extra hilarious in some ways. And it feels very like cathartic and like, uh, um, I don't know, like helpful to, to, Mm -hmm. it normalizes it in a way, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. It makes it more impotent where it's like, yeah, if something's funny, it's not as threatening. Correct. I can have some power over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's a real tricky thing when somebody's yeah. like, "You're that's offensive. I'm offended is what they should say. Yeah. And that right. is okay. That yeah, is something right. we have to... And, and then your hope is, okay, so this is like, your, your hope is if you... Say, oh, that's like a slippery slope because you want like, what's the right amount of number of people who should be offended by it for it to be? But like your hope is, is if you say something, maybe it's a, a topic like say sexual assault that some people might be offended by. And maybe, you know, I hear the joke. I'm a person who's experienced that. I'm not offended by it. But if somebody makes a joke that's like not funny and all of the people, like so many of the people who have experienced that, like, and people who have, like, people are offended. Then that person who stated the thing can decide, oh shit, I better not say that anymore. Yeah. Change my act, change, like, say something different. And we hope that that person changes based on the response mm-hmm. that they get. 
but it's everybody's own thing. (laughs) The the best part of it, though, was that the person that was offended, the clip that they were referring to (laughs) was when we were talking about the lady that likes to put mayonnaise in her vagina. Right. For to have relations and you had just said, I bet all she has in her fridge is mayonnaise. And <laughs> this is like and not an assault on, on her. fat people. This is an assault on mayonnaise lovers. Just so you know, just so we're really clear. The victims not of this fat shaming, mayonnaise shaming. And I stand by that and I will continue to shame all of you people for as long as I live because that stuff is disgusting. Did you not hear that episode? The, the only mayonnaise um, dish Sarah enjoys, weirdly, though, is like salads, like my egg salad, oh, sandwiches. But only yours. Don't. If Do you people... eat, I think you eat tuna salad, though, too. Sometimes. Very mm-hmm. low mayo content. Very But like picky. you would not think. No, that I'm not talking. Those I would can't be your talk exceptions. No. And then they, the best <laughs> is when they, they, they re. re branded mayo as aioli because we oh, put a few extra ingredients like, i'm not I'm like, falling for that no i'm like i'm fine with that you, oh you are a okay different great, name good. different somehow it play it's in my mind that it's yeah. not the same it's not the same it's not i totally <laughs> get that it's not disgusting and then oh god yeah so that's but, the problem i do not have a problem with because that to me is more <laughs> fat shaming and relating the two uh, that somebody uh, people who are all sizes can have great hygiene disgusting and not habits. do anything weird. And people of all sizes can have disgusting habits and do weird ass shit. That's that gross. That's for sure. That is- yeah. I'm shaming gross people. Yeah, right. Hey. I just love that we had to actually have this conversation and make it like it was a, it mattered. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Do you think Listen she still listens? Probably I would. Why wouldn't why, I mean I do. So, you know, probably other people do too. Yeah, all right. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Um, let me see if there's anything else that I need to cover. Um, oh, this one shocked me. And then we both talked about it like this was a normal thing. This must have been what? in the news. The biracial couple that was featured in an Old Navy ad, and it was like, News? Yeah, what was that about? Uh, I, I would. Uh, I think Inter, that, was it an interracial? Yeah, inter- it was an interracial couple that had had a, a child on, and like we were. This is oh yeah, prompt getting, social media. Oh my gosh! It's Outrage! Crazy to me that in the year of our Lord, as you'd say, twenty sixteen, we <laughs> yeah. were still doing that. Wow. And the ad is really cute, too. Yeah. Wow. They were outraged. Absolutely disgusting. 
and they supported the genocide of the white race. Like they were oh, claiming Old Navy did. My God. Wowee. Well, that was a tough year for a lot of people. That, that. Things got a little wacky, you know, hmm. politically and everything. Was that the year that? 2016 that was. Wow. Is that when Trump got elected? Uh-huh. Oh my God. Yeah. November, 2016. It really does feel like he was president for like 10 years. <laughs> well, you better get ready. Cause he's about to be president for 10 more. See, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, he's going to do a second. Get ready. Get years. ready to hear about biracial couples on, on old Navy commercials again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is because, but I don't think that would be a big deal now. Most couples, not at most all. Commercials it, have most of them do. It's like insane that we're, doing this it that's like it's so dumb we're just i didn't which think group that was are we gonna a big point deal fingers then that's N- neither wild. did i yeah huh. I, it's so crazy um i also thought that it was really interesting this goes back to what we were talking about the parenting thing the um saying no and we were talking about saying no to your kid and saying no to a man yeah and you said when you say no to a man it's the beginning of a negotiation yeah and when you say no to a woman, it's the end of a conversation. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking on the podcast, Brain Candy, recently about that study of what happens to a woman when in she their, hears the word uh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that confirms. Right. There's actually a brain yes, pattern. Absolutely. Reflecting that experience. Yes. And then think I, it really stuck with me thinking about that in terms of consent and how that starts negotiation and why it's so shocking for us that it's not just taken as, I do think it's important, um, for at least me, but probably women in general to really practice that skill of, of, um, asserting when you don't want something, whether it's sexually or otherwise. I'm not great at it. No. You know, I'm very much in the like, you yeah, know, whatever. I don't want to. And then right. I actually do have an opinion that I didn't share. Right. I want to get better about that. Yeah. You can start small. I've started with food. Oh, okay. Because I've learned it's safe in my relationship to do that and be like, no, nah, I don't want that. No, nah, I don't like <laughs> Chinese food. No, right. I'm not eating that. Okay. Like, oh, okay, then what do you want? I want a burrito. Okay, we'll get burritos. I'm like, that wow, that was, it feels magic. Yeah, it does feel like magic. <laughs> like, whoa, asserting my needs. Turns out. In one Fantastic. of the episodes, I think it was the 53, you did the cube analogy yes. in the desert or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this was like, Sarah walked me through this story or something. And then I was picturing it in my mind. And then I had to tell her how I pictured it. And then that was supposed to be representative of my personality or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um now you framed it as sort of like this is a legit thing, but it's like astrology. Yeah, it's not it like is. science, right? No. Okay. It's again like that I snapshot of where more like a, in a, 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 like a subconscious. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Yeah, I. It's so funny that that you, you would think after. Well, maybe it makes sense that at. After being in the world of therapy and mental health mm-hmm. for longer and like actually work, this is my job, uh, uh, I have less and less faith in any assessment measures. 
even yeah. the ones that are scientifically, you know, sound and they've been tested. And I'm like, right. no, don't. Oh, oh, I, who was writing it? The research people that were yeah. 24 at UCLA psychs. Have you seen them? Have you met them? Do you know what they do on the weekends? Drugs. Like, <laughs> well, I think of it. I feel like this whenever I read any study about diet. Yeah, because they're trying to figure out what diet helps people lose weight or whatever, and they'll have data, and it'll be like this one worked and what was great, and then they'll do it again, and it's not replicated. Right. And I started to feel like it's not that the first one it wasn't true. I do think some things work for some people, right. and other things work for other people, and it probably is like that with things that are being yes. studied for the brain also. Yes. Well, and diets are related to your brain, and what. Yes. psychological t- tricks would work for you to abstain from more food or whatever, right. more mayo. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> and so to me, it's sort of like, we, it's probably like all true and all false. Yes, it is a hundred percent. I feel the same way about so much stuff. It's like, people don't like that though. They don't. It's That's the confusing. same thing with like religion. Oh, yep. You're all right. And also you're all wrong. And that, I, yeah. then that is, but like Arnold says, the best workout routine is the one you'll do. Right. Just what are you gonna do? If you'll dance, be just do that. If you'll yeah. lift weights, do that. Yeah. But yeah. it's not one size fits all. No, nothing is. And that is important to remember. And yeah, so I I I, I think what was Okay. You know what? What I saw in, in, in piecing the both of those episodes together and that kind of illustrates this is is or what you're saying about there's not one size fits all, but we, it can help give um, insight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Insight and more information. And maybe this is like hindsight 2020 and looking back, I now have the information to put everything into, you know, context or perspective or whatever. But I listened to my results of the, personality test and my results of that cube thing and talking about feeling lonely and talking about the increased OCD. And it was so, it's so obvious to me now that like, this is somebody who is not dealing with her feelings, is not talking about stuff, is her, her brain and her mind are aware of the ways that she feels like, uh, uh, her relationship, like, it needs to be like she has to like hold on to it or, or mm-hmm. you know keep it bridled in a way like that and it it feels like something I don't have power over. Well, now we know why. And yeah, and so you you know you you never like lose awareness. You gain awareness, and then once you have it, you have it. So mm-hmm. it feels like the awareness that I now have of being able to recognize my triggers and my responses to them. Oh, wow. I, like I have noticed a few, like, oh my goodness, I'm sure I'm biting my nails a lot more than, uh, you know, regular. What am I thinking about a lot? What's on my mind? What is, you know, keeping me anxious? So now it like adds more information to that. Oh, and also when I'm feeling really lonely, also when I feel the need to check things or clean things, or also maybe that's like a sign that I need to go to therapy, talk to someone, Take a fucking walk, you know, do some what meditation, like 
those are like the symptoms that mm-hmm. make it. And, and that's how I think those personality tests and those kind of, and that like self-reflection, all that kind of stuff can be helpful because they can maybe shine a light on some things that we'd otherwise not be mm-hmm. as aware of. Yeah. Right. It's useful as long as people don't get wacky about it. Yeah. Like, but how did all those right. things come out for you? True to be fairly accurate. I don't even remember. What did you say about me? Mm. I forget. I, I remember I thinking like I would still p- do a Rubik's Cube and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember thinking my answers were still the same, but I yeah. didn't remember what your assessment was about me. Yeah, and there was like something about a storm in the distance. And, or like a, oh, yeah, and storm, I was like, I'm like, scared. I'm scared of that scared storm. scared of the storm? That's like a problem. How you hand- I don't know what it was, but it's fine. And those, that would be fun to do again. Go, go down the... Yeah. A rabbit hole of personality tests. Oh, it was fun. I liked it though, because both of them felt very much like an episode that could exist now. Yeah. Felt um, more, more us. It was about episode 50 that we started. Isn't that like, funny? That's a whole year. Cause we used to only do one episode a week. Oh my God. So it took a whole year of doing it. See, this is what of- I say. Don't I say that you, if you don't have a year under your belt, you don't have a podcast. Like when people mm-hmm. are like, Oh, I host a podcast. I'm like, really? How many episodes? <laughs> Because <laughs> if it's not fifty to a hundred, it's not you don't you have a a, a I don't know what. Yeah, it's that. just it takes a long time yeah. to get the groove. Yeah, I mean, now, now we know we're old if somebody pros. asks. Yeah, like if somebody says where should I start, and I'll be like at least fifty three or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. Good for us. But like as soon as Sarah started rhyming, so when it started getting good. <laughs> Right, I should have been really thankful about that. Yeah, you're welcome. That's what ushered in our golden age. Turned it all around. All right, well, we didn't get too much wrong, but we've learned a lot. We've grown a lot, Sarah. Yeah, I'd I'd say we expanded. It it felt like I had the right information, but wasn't using it yet. Yeah, that's right. Whereas other shows, I was like, what is this dummy talking about? real <laughs> yeah, sometimes you know not really but like man you know. poor sarah poor baby sarah i know she's so lonely she needs you a hug, had a she's fine now. i did yeah she's not well my right? dog was biting me and sucked <laughs> yeah i'll tell you i bet you don't miss that dumb dog signal not for one single second can't wait till he's RIPing. can't even I, 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 when I say I don't miss him at all, I can't believe that I, I am saying like, I am an animal lover. That thing right. was a beast. Yeah. That was not an animal. That was no animal. He was not domesticated. No, that, mm-hmm. that was a monster. And he terrorized my other dog, Bo RIP, best dog in the whole entire universe. Oh, Bo went through perfect a lot angel. during that marriage. Angel. We both did. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, friends, thanks for coming along on this ride and for listening to our shows. We love you. Love you so much. We'll see you next time. Well, what can I say? We'll mess up. We get.